Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Opremian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we uh, broadcast live uh, after the Miami Dolphins' big victory against the New York Jets, which uh, absolutely propels them now um, into uh, a spot that I don't think anybody thought they would be in at this juncture of the season. So uh, very safe to say that 2016 season in the Adam Gase era has uh, started off uh, extremely strong as the Miami Dolphins defeat the uh, New York Jets 34-13 uh, at MetLife Stadium uh, up here in New Jersey in what was uh, uh, could be attributed as a takeover because the uh, Miami Dolphins had almost as many fans in that stadium and, and certainly more at the end of the game than the New York Jets had. Uh, this was a game where Ryan Tannehill um, uh, had suffered his injury the week before, and so this was going to be the first week back um, for Matt Moore to get in there and Ryan Tannehill to be out. And uh, there was a lot of expectations or hesitations, and I think a lot of people didn't know what to expect from Matt Moore. Uh, of course, he's a, a, a eight-year veteran of the league, nine-year veteran of the league. And um, so he's been around, but he hadn't played and he hadn't started in a long time. I think it's five years uh, since he had started. Um, uh, 2012, I believe, was the last start that he had. Or, uh, and then to come in there and, and um, not only do the job, but four touchdowns, and I think that tied a record um, for somebody doing that. Uh, yeah, but four touchdown passes um, coming in there and, and basically leading the Dolphins to a, a victory in what was a, an inclement weather game. Uh, it was very cold there. It had snowed earlier, and, and then it turned into rain. And so it was just uh, just difficult conditions, um, you know, for them to go in there and do something like that. And, and uh, well, they, they certainly did. The defense started off, what you would say, a little bit shaky at best, um, and I think that the turning point of the game was, was Cameron Wake as the, uh, the the Jets went up 7 nothing very, very quickly. And then uh, the, the Jets then were able to, to come back down the field and about to, to score uh, in the red zone. And um, uh, Cameron Wake basically, uh, w- with a sack fumble, uh, turned the entire game around. And, and Dolphins getting the ball back there were able to withstand that pressure, which was a major, major thing, uh, and and then were able to get themselves in sync. And a lot of people had thought that Jay Ajayi would have to be the, the focused guy uh, because of the Tannehill injury. And uh, and he really wasn't. I mean, he had, a, a, you know, a couple moments, but the Jets have been very good on the run. Uh, they've been very good for years. They were certainly good this year um, against the Dolphins, even though Ajayi did have some some late-game yards. Um, they're always able to stop the run. So going in there, 
one could not think that that was going to be the plan. And sure enough, it wasn't. Um, the Dolphins were able to do some really good things uh, in the air. Um, there was a, a huge pass again to Stills, which it seems won, won a game. Kenny Stills gets open for a very big play, and, and he did that. And then uh, Jay Ajay, I mean, I'm sorry, Jarvis Landry uh, had, you know, uh, another long play this time ending up in a touchdown. As uh, as he has said, you know, he's, he's not the fastest guy, but he was not getting caught on that. As you know, the week before he was able to be tackled at the two-yard line. And so this time he wasn't as he went 60-plus uh, for a touchdown there. And then Deion Sims, uh, with two touchdowns as well, equaling four touchdowns in what was able to be, um, you know, just a, a, a major victory for the Miami Dolphins here. Uh, and and 34-13 was nothing that I certainly expected. I thought that there was a good chance that the Miami Dolphins were going to be able to, you know, to show up in this game and, and, and gut it out. So this was very exciting to see. Uh, the Dolphins now have, have put themselves in a very good situation uh, with two two weeks left in the season. They uh, are now uh, they now have the wild card spot as we speak right now. Um, there are uh, you know some different scenarios which I will go over when Rich joins us, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll see what the the playoff ramifications. If it ended today, the Miami Dolphins would be you know the wild card team. Um, but there are, you know, a couple teams right on their tail, and and there's certainly uh, a, a bunch of um, teams that you know are, are are not only right there, but they they're playing each other. So it gets very interesting. And, and um, the Pittsburgh Steelers had had now taken over as far as uh, you know their their division goes with the Ravens losing, and that's something that has some big. Uh, ramifications as far as the playoffs go. So we'll go over all of that. But I thought that, you know, the Miami Dolphins now, um, you know, have, have really come into their own. I had said, you know, a few weeks earlier that I had thought that they uh, had turned the corner. And, uh, uh, you know, you can just tell. They're just a different team. They're playing They're playing with a different confidence now. And most importantly, they, they've learned how to win. And, uh, you know, that's something that can't be taken lightly. When a team finally learns how to win, they're going to win games that they probably shouldn't win. And if you look back at the Miami Dolphins season this year and their schedule, that's plainly evident that they uh, – you know, those games, are, the Rams game comes to mind, certainly. That's a game that they they would they should have lost, and that's a game that they would have lost the last few years for sure. And, um, you know, they were able to come back and do that. And, uh, you know, that, that's the sign of a maturing team, but it's also the sign of a good leader and a good leadership, uh, you know, team. And uh, I think Adam Gates has now uh, transpired his leadership onto this team. Uh, it started out early, I think, when, uh, you know, they had some problems and, and uh, the, you know, there was the, the offensive line had played terrible and, and then they had, uh, you know, Adam Gates basically cut a lot of people. And um, and I think that was after the Titans game. And I think what that did was, you know, it not only sent the message, but I, I, I think it allowed the people that were there, you know, to kind of tighten up and, and, and get, you know, on the same page. So um, this team is, is definitely a different team than we have seen with the Miami Dolphins in a long time. Um, I'm not saying that this team is, you know, a team that's, that's, that's ready to make a solid, solid run, you know, uh, in the playoffs. But I think that it's a team that's taken the next step, and it's certainly 
uh, put itself in a position now where uh, it, it, it's, at the very least, uh, it, it's relevant. And in an AFC, which seems to have the same teams over and over again, it's nice to see the Dolphins have an opportunity to slip into there. Um, the one team that I would say probably made, uh, you know, the biggest splash this year w- would be the Raiders. And uh, I think when you look at the, um, you know, what they've done, uh, you know, and now you see the Dolphins come back, it's a little bit of a flashback to the uh, to the 70s, if you will, and, it, it, and it's kind of nice to teams, uh, you know, get back into the hunt. I mean, a lot of them have been there. Like you take the Pittsburgh Steelers, say, um, you know, who have uh, basically, you know, have not left. I mean, they, they've, they're always a perennial playoff team, um, you know, and, and of course the Patriots. So it's nice to see, you know, the Raiders and the Dolphins, if you will, uh, being able to, you know, to step up. Um, so, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. Now, the Miami Dolphins are far from out of the woods. I mean, they they have a very they have two very difficult games remaining. They go up to Buffalo next week, and 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 this is going to be a very tough game. Uh, it's not an easy place to play. The weather is going to be probably somewhat similar to the weather that they just had here in New York. Um, but uh, it's uh, you know it, it, it it's it's also going to be a very physical game. We all know that Rex Ryan is is kind of on you know on his way out there, or at least that's what the rumors are. So this is not going to be an easy game. And then they're going to you know finish up in uh, at home against New England. So um, they need uh, one more win. Um, and I have a couple playoff scenarios now that I, I want to go over. So without further ado, let me welcome in uh, Rich to the show. Now, Rich, I was, uh, before we go on to the Jet game, uh, r- real quickly, I, I was kind of figuring this out, right? And if uh, okay. if you bear with me, I think that the Dolphins have a very good opportunity to clinch a playoff berth next week. And here's my rationale, and actually uh, um, my son Damon uh, was kind of figuring this out as well. And I think he's on par. Cause here's the thing. We have five losses, right? Yes. Okay. Now, if we get one more win, the most that we can have is six losses, right? Ten and six would be the worst scenario. Right. Now, most of the teams that are trailing us right now have six losses, okay? Correct. So, any team that goes to seven is Just eliminated finished. from us. You're going to get rid of all those teams that, like, are in the hunt, you know, like the Buffaloes that are still in the hunt at, at 6 right. and 7. All those teams are gone well, next week. Well, they're gone already. Yeah, they're gone already with the 7, uh, as far yeah. as my scenario goes, if we get a right. victory. If we win, okay, Tennessee is 8 and 6, okay? But they play Houston, which is 8 and 6. Right. So I think that's irrelevant. Whoever wins that game... The loser is out. Pretty much so, yeah, because the other team wins the division, right? As far as, yeah. So as, as far as us, they're out if we win. Because they would then have seven wins. Right. So it basically comes down to two teams. If Baltimore loses and Denver loses and we win, we have it. And Baltimore plays the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm not exactly sure who Denver plays, but it's a tough team. Kansas City. Kansas City, okay. So I think if... Denver loses to Kansas City, Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, 
and the Miami Dolphins beat Buffalo, I think the Miami Dolphins have the playoff spot before they play New England. Makes Which sense? would be pretty interesting, yeah. Would be pretty interesting because basically, I, I guess we'd be playing. Well, the last week we, we may we may be playing for the first wild card seed, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what it would come down there is, is exactly it would come down to what what division winner you would be playing. Yeah, imagine, imagine if, like, you know, that game, our last game against the Patriots, really meant nothing. <laughs> that would be insane, right? Yeah, I, well, I, it, but it won't though, because I'll tell you why it won't. Because I think that the the Patriots have not clinched home field throughout. They've clinched a bye, but they haven't clinched home field yet. No, I think they need one more win, I think. They need one more win? I think so. Yeah, yep. Because I thought that if the Raiders won out, they would get it. I don't think after yesterday, I don't think that's true. I I think the Patriots need one more win, and that's it. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, so so then... Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that the Patriots, they're basically in control of their own thing, and, and that yep. wouldn't matter. And then if um, if the uh, Patriots go that route and they locked it up, so that would be meaningless. Yeah, there was- and, and they're, they're basically playing the Jets next week. So, you know, I mean, you really see the Jets showing up for that? I mean, I, I no. can't imagine it. No, but there would still be ramifications for Dolphin-wise as far as who you would play. Because they would get the potential if they won to be an eleven and five team, and obviously the uh, worst division winner would then have to play us, correct? If we were eleven and five, that would work. Well, it depends if we're to. I guess we could still win out and be the second seed, right? Because we're a game behind the first seed now. Yeah, theoretically. Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so that's what. The, the ramifications of that game would be. Yeah, I uh, like I said, like I don't. I, I, the last game of the year, though, I guess it depends on what the other team does too. So it may not be, be meaningful. That that's my point. I think there will be some kind of meaning behind it, though, as far as matchups. I think. I mean, I, I, no, I, I don't think, think so, because the wild card, the last wild card, is still the lowest seed, no matter what. Doesn't matter how many wins they have. What do you mean? There's two wild cards. What I'm saying, the second wild card team, the one that's in the basement, right? You're still the lowest seed no matter what. You know what I mean? You don't jump over a division winner at any point of the run. No, but what, but you wouldn't have to. But I'm saying the division winners they play the wild card teams based on their seeds. Yeah, like yeah, you know, like we like the first the first wild card team right doesn't play a division winner right? They play a. Right, they play another no. wild. No, how's that work? No, no, it's no. huge now. That's what I'm trying to say. They yeah, okay. Off. And I don't like it. I don't like exactly what you're talking about. Right, right, right. It used to be. Okay. It's still working, but it's not anymore. Right. There's four division winners. Right, yep, that's two right. Two of those played the two wild cards. Yep. So I think that no matter what, that last game is going to be decisive as far as who plays who. Right now, if it ended today, you know who we would play? Yeah, probably Baltimore, right? Pittsburgh. Oh, Baltimore's Pittsburgh. out right now. Baltimore's out. Oh, and that's I, true. Yeah, they're, they're on the outside okay. looking in, yeah. Yeah, and on yeah. my scenario, if they lose one more game, they're done. That's why we can clinch with that, you know, with a win right. in that Baltimore loss. Well, I'll tell you something. I'd much rather take a shot at Pittsburgh than play yeah. Baltimore again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. But 
the point I'm making is that there's a chance that you would play maybe even the Texas. Yeah, well, yeah, but we have to get to that second wild card spot. Yeah, we have to get to the second one. Well, the first, the first one. Meeting. Yeah, we have to move up to the first wild card spot. Yeah, right. which is basically held by the Chiefs right now. So, right. Um, but yeah, listen, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's just, it's just fun to do or whatever. But the bottom line is, the Miami Dolphins have a real, real, legitimate chance to make the playoffs here. But there's no room for error. You no, it's in their hands again. I mean. Look, you got to beat Buffalo because you can't rely on beating Buffalo in the last week of the year. Yeah, there's no question. You have to yeah. beat Buffalo. Without a doubt. Let me just say this. Um, this we're we're going to take a quick break. We'll come on back and we're going to talk about But This is not going to be an easy game for the Miami Dolphins up there. They don't play well up there to begin with. It's a tough, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of tough things. Well, here's the other thing, too. You know this idiot is going to pull every stop out. There's going to be fake punts. There's going to be going for it on fourth down. There's going to be all kinds of crazy, stupid stuff going on. So, you know, because he's a dead man walking. So he doesn't care, you know? Absolutely. All right, hold that for a quick break. We'll be right back after this. This is Paul Warfield, and you are listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Dolphins Legends Show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zant. As we take you up to the Monday Night Football game tonight, I think is uh, NFC uh, Carolina at Washington. Um, which Washington, another team that's really having a good year, um, kind of came out of nowhere there. Um, as we were saying earlier, now uh, Dolphins and they don't have a playoff spot right now. They're on the bubble looking out too. Yeah, yeah, they are playing much better than you thought they would, though. No, Co- look at Cousins' year. Cousins is having a really good year. You know, I mean, to do it twice like they like he has because he signed that one year deal, right? <laughs> After that, you know, he's, he's making he's making nineteen million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. had to sign. They, they put they franchised him, so it's nineteen and a half million. I think he's making this year. Yeah, it's he crazy. was. Uh, 
he is actually playing, you know, he's playing really well. He's going to get a big contract. And, you know, maybe he's coming to his own. Maybe he is the real deal. He's playing very well. And they actually are. They're a wild card team right now. They have the sixth seed right oh, now. Oh, they are, they're, they're in it right now? Okay. Yeah, if, if it ended today and uh, they'd be playing in the Falcons. Um, now, as we said, the Dolphins go up to Buffalo. This is a place that, you know, and they don't play well to begin with. The Rex Ryan thing has a big factor, and the reason why it has a big factor is like what you were just saying. So go ahead and tell us again. Well, I think he's going to pull out every stop. I mean, I think they're, you know, you got to be, you got to look out for the outside kicks, the fake punts, the going for it on fourth, you know, like, you know, from their own end. I, I think he's going to pull a lot of crap, you know? Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, he's a dead man walking in a lot of ways. So, yep. you know, he's in desperation. And whenever you're in desperation, you do silly things, which he has always done. You know, and the, we never seem to be ready for that, but hopefully they'll learn their lesson this time, you know? Yeah. Remember, we had that a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Remember, he pulled all that crap. Absolutely. You know? The fake punt changed the game. Yep. Yep. It really and we, did. We, we, knew, we knew it was coming. We looked at each other like the fake punt's coming. I know. But no one was even looking. That's a great point. You know, that's that's a great point you bring up there. And if, uh, you know, if if you look at the situation that the Dolphins are in right now, you know, weather-wise is probably going to be very similar to what to the game they just played. But it's possible they could even have snow. You know, but it's probably going to be worse. It's going to be it's going to be colder up there. You know, yeah. it always is. Yeah, it's a tough place to play. And then you have, especially week sixteen or fifty, whatever you want to count it as, the second to last week of the season. Yeah. Um, that's that's a really rough place to play, and uh, you know, and then you have your backup quarterback who had a, you know, he had an excellent game, but you know, it, you know, it's amazing, right? He was twelve for eighteen, right, and four touchdowns. I, did you have you ever seen a guy that completed twelve passes through four touchdowns? Yeah, no, you won't see that too often. That's crazy. You really will not see that too often. You're absolutely right. I mean, it just happened to play itself out like that. You know why? Because they had eight plays. The yeah. Still well, they scored 21 with... points in eight seconds. You know, it helps. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just crazy. That's like 12 completions and four touchdowns. That's like that's got to be a record. <laughs> You're probably right. You know, wasn't uh, well. Wait, what did you say? What was it? He only had 12 completions, but he had four touchdowns. Yeah. You think that's a record, huh? Um, I, I mean, can you think of I mean, that's crazy, right? I mean. Yeah, no. I, it's, you see four touchdowns, they've thrown the ball 38 times, you know? Yeah, it's very strange. But, I mean, you have guys like Doug Williams in the Super Bowl throwing four and a quarter, so there's probably somebody along the way that did something. You know, the league's been around a long time. But I know, right. but he, he had a, a lot of yards, though, in that area. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? He, he, yeah. 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 But, you know, I think one of the reasons is, like we were just saying, I think because you had these long plays. Like, Kenny Stills, like, once again, this guy's a huge, big play with you. <laughs> he, had one, he had one reception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's always a big one. Oh, yeah. it's you, you can't downplay it, but, you know, it's one catch a game. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if, um, if if they continue to do stuff like that, and Jarvis Landry, again, another big, big play. Um, Huge. And he gets in the end zone, you know. He got caught last week. He wasn't getting caught this week. He, he, well, he said he wasn't getting caught this time. Yeah, well, because he, he didn't turn back into the guy. That's why. You know, if he didn't make a left turn two weeks ago, he would have had another touchdown. <laughs> I know. Um, if you look at the uh, 
the way that the defense was, it was very shaky in the beginning. And then that's one of the reasons why they were able to blow this thing up. They suddenly got a big turnaround. Uh, you know, Tony Lippett. I mean, what do you say, you know? Yeah, Tony Lippett had a good game. I mean, Xavier Howard finally played, you know, after being hurt for, you know, most of the year. He came he back and well. he owned Marshall. God, he yeah, owned them. He played well, boy. I know. He, he really took away did. three long passes from Marshall at the last second, you know? It, it makes you, yeah, it gives you really room to hope that this kid might, you know, might turn into something. Because he really had yep. He did. And then, um, you know, but if you look at it all, it all starts on that line. I mean, that's really where it starts, you know? When uh, when Wake was able to turn the game around and, and, uh, and Dominican Sue has been playing. Turned it around twice. You know, yep. he, he turned it the around from going up 14 nothing, and then with the interception, he stopped them from getting back in the game right there. That was huge. And he threw he typed interception, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No question. <laughs> and that was his first interception of his career, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It actually was his first interception since sophomore year at Penn State. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and, and he, he was going by Derek Wake there, not Cameron Wake. <laughs> In case you were wondering. His name was Derek. <laughs> oh, I don't know man. what that's all about, but <laughs> that's what he's going by now. <laughs> yeah, he says no. His name in Penn State was Derek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did he become Cameron Week? Some somewhere between getting cut by the Giants in Canada, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, we didn't come up with that. His name was Derek Wake in college. I don't understand. I think Cameron's his middle name. Okay. I think it's Derek Cameron Wake. Oh, it's funny. No, but I can't tell you why he started to go by that or how that came to be. That I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he's become a bona fide star in the league. He's Not unbelievable. He really is. A, he is a game changer. You know. And, you know, obviously coming off the major injury like he has. Well, I, remember I said, I go, if anybody could come back from this, it's him. You know, Adam yeah. coming from an Achilles. And if you notice in this check game, he wasn't taking time off and rotating like he has been. No, the, that, that experiment's over with. You, you think so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Because that, I mean, that's really. I think they were babying him because of the Achilles in the beginning, you know. And you know, it's a new coach. He probably wasn't sold on him, you know. Okay. So he actually got to see this guy play like he plays, and you know. I was gonna say, how do you not be no. sold on him? No, I know. <laughs> it's a I know. pretty difficult, right? <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. This guy never, never stops, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's. I got like tired watching him. I get tired watching him, you know. I mean, I get out of breath. I'm like, how does this guy you get in the backfield every play, you know? I know. I mean, he's obviously. He's getting double teamed half the time, going against a monster usually, and he wears out the monster. The monster, yeah. he starts beating like a dog at the end of the freaking game, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's nonstop. He's relentless, yep. you know? So, yeah, I see these big 350-pound offensive linemen huffing and puffing at the end of the game because this guy keeps killing them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. So, you know, that, that's important. I mean, that, that's a big part of it all, you know? Um, I think that the Dolphins right now, you know, it's it's a very big deal to to, to finish this off in so many different ways. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a very... Ryan Tannehill obviously is injured, 
We don't know, you know, whether or not he would be able to come back to some well, new reports. Did you hear, did you hear the latest no. on this? Yeah, I did. I don't give it that much credence, though, and I'll be honest with you. Well, first of all, you said you saw him throwing the ball. And he was. I got the, the, the I heard the confirmation on him. He was warming up the receivers. I knew that was him. Well, you know? that's a big thing. That's a big thing because you have to put you have to put weight on your on your left. Did knee. you know they've got him in a cast? What kind of cast? They got him in a plaster cast from his knee up to his hip. Did you know what you know the latest on it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I, I think I do. But go ahead, tell me. His MCL ligament yes. is detached from his knee. So they had to put him in a cast to immobilize it. That's why he's got a cane. Okay, I heard, I heard that there was a, perhaps a slight tear, but it's a it's 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 away from. Well, the they knee. say it, it, yeah, they say it, it, it tore away from the knee, so they had to put him in a cast to uh, to, to so to allow it to reattach. So I I don't see how he's coming back this year. I I don't see that because if it doesn't reattach, they have to do re- reconstructive surgery. Yeah, I heard that surgery still may be an option, but I didn't hear that it would be a recon surgery. But um, yeah, yeah reconstructive if it, it doesn't reattach. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I mean, I hope that that's not the case. So you got a credible source on that? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, it was. The, it was. The, you know, uh, CBS and, and uh, Fox and also uh, ESPN talking about it. Okay. Um, yeah, because the only reports that I had heard that were like Ian Rappaport and Bleacher Report and stuff like that that had said that. I, I don't know. even give them any credence, but no. No, I, I don't either. That's know, why I said do you have. No. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said do you have no. you know, credible sources yeah. on that. I mean, you know, that, that scared me about the ligament detaching from the knee. That doesn't sound good, you know? I, I know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that crazy on it yet because you know why? Because... That would have instantly been revealed on an MRI, and when we got the original um, reports, you know, there would have been more alarming. I'm not saying not, but, you know, I, I, either way, I think you still dodged the bullet here, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as it rides out. I think you're probably right, though. I would tend to lean to the side of caution. I don't think Hey, look what they did, you know, look what they did to RG3. He had the same kind of injury, and they rushed him back, and then he had to get a reconstructive surgery because it wasn't healed, you know? So that's what you got to look at, too. You you rush him back, and he gets hit again. He's screwed. Yeah. Well, so um, I guess it depends, like, where this all goes. But, yeah, I mean, it just the only, the only downside of it to me would be, it would be, you know, a little disheartening that this kid's never been in a playoff game and, and finally on his best season and the team does it, you know, to have that. Um, well, it's horrible, but you, you can't rush him back. It's not like, you know, look. You're in a Super Bowl. We're, we're not a Super Bowl contender here. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't yeah, think so there's any way, reason to rush him back. Yeah. You're not there yet, you know? Yeah, so just, you know, err on the side of caution there. And, you know, it's amazing that they were able to keep Matt Moore all these years. It really is because this is a guy that I think he's the best backup in football. And, you know, they've been able to keep him for, what, five years now since the beginning of COVID. Yeah, we almost lost him a few times. But, you know, we've been paying him. And, you know, he gets moved in South Florida. Don't kid yourself. That's a big part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's not getting paid starting no, quarterback money, it, but I guess for you. If, if we were the, uh, you know, Saskatchewan Dolphins, I don't think he would have stayed, you know? 
guess there's some part to it, you know, the offers that he had gotten in free agency. You know, they probably weren't, like you were saying, starting, you know, quarterback offers, you know. Maybe he wasn't getting those kind of – that he didn't jump ship, you know. Well, I don't think there was the perfect situation where he thought he could walk in and start and win, you know. The, and, and you know, man, yeah. if you're a backup quarterback in the right situation, it's the best job in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Just, a lot of times it's the best job until you have to play. But he played so yeah, well, he didn't you – know, because a lot of backup quarterbacks, once they expose themselves, they're not. They're gone. But, you know, he played well, so he's fine, you know. And he's played well every time he's had to yep. play, even though there was a big gap in between them. You know, yep. the guy obviously can play football. And so, you know, credit to him. And this is going to be a tough task next week, and let's see, you know, how it shakes out. But um, well, we got to run the we got to run the ball better next week, you know. And, you know, Buffalo's defensive front's not as good as the Jets. We should be able to run the ball against them. I mean, this, we try played great against them the first time, you know. What, what kind of numbers did he have that first time? I'm trying to think of the game. Um, uh, uh, wait, 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 tell me about it. I don't remember it, really. Didn't he have over 100 that game, I thought? Yeah, he, he may have. Is that part of the – was that, well, I know. I think I know what it was. Was that when he was going for the third 200 Yes, I believe so. That was the third 200 yarder. Yeah, he had like 100. Yeah, he broke 100 then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And he really dominated at the end. Remember the fourth quarter? He really took over? Yeah. Yeah, of course, it's a little different up there, but, um, you know. See how it shakes out, you know. But it, 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 hey, look, they beat they beat Cleveland yesterday, like you know. So you know, if they're on a high note, great. You know, I don't think it's going to be that they're on a high note. I just think that no. they kind of play us musical. They play us well. You know, I don't think it's going to be a gimme. It's going to be a tough game, but I have good feelings if they're able to win this game. Um, you know that everything might come in line. You know what I will. Like I said, we always said we needed ten to have a shot, so we'll see. You know? Yeah. Definitely. And once you get 10, you may need 11 the next week to do it. Who knows? You know, Maybe. 11 gets you in for sure. I mean, we basically, if we win out, we're in. You know that. It's in our hands. So, now it was in our hands two years ago also. <laughs> you know? You know, it didn't pan out because we didn't win. <laughs> we lost two in a row. <laughs> Hi, this is Nick Bonacani, former linebacker with the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to the Pacatello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352 352- 307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Getting on in the state of Mississippi Papa was a copper and the mama was a hippie In Alabama she was swinging a hammer Right to gotta pay when you break the panorama 
to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I'm joined alongside Rich Van Zandt. As we uh, come to the home stretch and take you up to the Monday night football game as Carolina heads on to Washington. And, uh, you know, Rich, it's been a very very strange year in the NFL. Um, There's been some surprises for sure. Uh, a lot of, you know, the same. But um, what what sticks out to you the most? What's the most surprising to you? Well, start with our team. I mean, we started off at 1-4. and four. I mean, I wrote them off. I, they looked – when they lost to Tennessee that day at home, I mean, how could you ever think this team would be 9-5 and five at some point? I know. And to do it right from that game, I mean, you're they, right. That was they the looked – I mean, you couldn't look any worse than they looked against Tennessee that game. I mean, they – that team looked like they quit. They gave up. They had no nothing behind them. I mean, they looked awful, right? You couldn't yeah, pick out I, one good thing they did that game. No, they looked like a team that would not win another game the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going here. We go three win year again, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, you were. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that, I and I, I was know. serious too. I mean, yeah. no, how I that know. team has won eight out of nine is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The offensive line has really come together. It's I got mean, a lot to do with it. There's no question, you know. And our defense is funny. I mean, sometimes it looks great, and sometimes, I mean, it's the kid giving up 95-yard drives. I'll tell you that, you know. Well, I think what it comes down to is I, I think that there's a lot of weaknesses in the defense that get exposed. Yep. But I think what happens when the defensive line turns it on and gets some pressure – this defense is able to make big plays as far as interceptions, and that's been the difference. They still let up a lot of yards, right? If you remember, Kiko Alonso, the major interception in San Diego, and then you had two interceptions by Lipton. You know, like in this case, like you were able to make those big plays to stop it, you know, at certain points. And I think that's the difference. You get the sacks. You got the wake fumble, you know? It would be, really, be really nice if Mario Williams did something on the other side. If we had, if well, we had like, the Mario Williams that we wanted and, and wake at the same time, I mean, this team would be devastating. You well, know? I don't think you're going to get it. No, yet. we're not. It we're obviously show. not going to, you know. But, I mean, it gives you insight on what you want to build on on this team. Like, if you take yourselves another bona fide defensive line, pass rusher, um, you know, and you get some linebackers, uh, you know, I think that there can be – you know, so a lot yeah, of Sue is playing great. He's playing excellent. Him and Wake are both Pro Bowl players. Yep. Oh, absolutely. There's no no yep. denying it. So you know, like I said, if you get them a little bit more support there, and the linebacker group is still extremely weak. So if you get two outside guys, or you know, you want to make a move and, and replace Kiko Alonso, whatever you want to do, you you need to solid. Up. No, I want to. Yeah, I want oh. to. <laughs> Yeah, he's not as bad as you think. He just doesn't have any support around them at all. I mean, if you look at the game films, the guy, he doesn't have The outside linebackers, Jenkins and all that, they're just, I don't know. I really don't like our linebacking situation at all. No, and we still owe KOBC like a million, millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can they just cut ties with this guy already? Oh, uh, I know. And just like Deion Jordan, after all that, then he's not eligible because they. How about, yeah, well, he's eligible, but they don't want to play him this year. They said. <laughs> no, they forgot to file by the deadline. Did you catch that? No, I missed that one. Is they, that true? They forgot, to, they forgot to file the paper to make him eligible by the deadline. So therefore, he's inactive to play for the rest of the year. 
I mean, it's just such a side show. He needs to wait, now, wait a minute. Now, who did that that didn't waste $650,000 on it? Somebody should get fired for that. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably from your boy, right? I, I don't know. I mean, where where does something like that go? Is it going all the way up? Who's responsible for filing those papers? Yeah, I mean, that's a $650,000 mistake. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Nobody talks about it, so you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely ridiculous, you know. By the way, did you send that fax? Oh, I know I forgot. I'll send it tomorrow. Six hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's unbelievable. Remember that? It was a baseball. They forgot to send that fax. Remember the guy? Did, the guy was a free agent, and he they blew the deal. Remember that one? That's like three years ago. The fax didn't go through. And he fired his agent. It cost him millions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I forget well, who it was. Uh, it was absolutely ridiculous because the facts didn't go through in time or something. It cost this guy millions of dollars. <laughs> do you remember what you talked Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but I, I do remember it. Uh, and then I ended up signing another deal, which was not even close. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yep. Yeah, he signed, he signed like a one-year deal instead of the big long-term thing, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. Oh, no, no, he never recouped that money. And I think he's suing the old agent now or something like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's another one, too. This, you know, gets left home for the first game of the year because he was pouting. <laughs> it becomes a star, right? Unbelievable. And, like, you know, at first I said the same thing, but then, like you said, you know, maybe you should, if you were sitting back with Adrian Foster, too, starting over, yeah, I guess there was room there, you know. He obviously knows what type of back he could be, and he is, you know, so. Yeah, I know, but he showed nothing in training camp. I mean, those, in those preseason games, Ajayi looked terrible. You know, I'm sure it had something to do with the offensive line. That go back to that again, you know, but uh, it was very bizarre, you know. It's things when it comes. And it clicked, and it clicked in a big way with the two-yard rushing performances. Yep. Oh, and then once he had that, then, you know, you're solidified back, you know? And so, uh, you know, he's basically doing that. You know, on a side note, I watched that Texans game a little bit, and Lamar Miller got And Lamar Miller said that his body feels like he, it, it, it's it's – uh, well, I forgot whether he said he feels like he's 40 years old or he feels like he's in like week 30. Oh, man. And yeah. he's, but he's never felt like this. He's abuse. And he hurt his ankle. He couldn't even walk off. He was so hurt. And, uh, and he's, you know, you know, be careful what you wish for sometimes. He wanted to be in every down back, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about it and thinking about you and you know, when I saw him I said, Wow, you know, this this definitely panned out in the right direction, you know. Some of these moves that shouldn't have been good moves have turned out to be okay for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's that's basically there. Uh, Maxwell played pretty well. Um, he's been playing pretty well. Um the interceptions, like you said, and then Zay, you know, taking out Brandon Marshall, uh, you know, really attributed to, um, you know, to, to something good. I mean, the, the Jets' quarterback situation is pretty rough. 
Well, well, Maxwell didn't play, right? He played. I mean, he, he no, he played. If you remember, Howard I, started. Howard started over him because I, I think Maxwell still banged up because Howard's the one that had the good game against against Marshall. Well, Maxwell played. I mean, he was in there. And we seen him in the first quarter, don't you remember, in uh, a couple of those situations. So I don't know exactly what his, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know exactly what the situation is with him. Um, right. But uh, you know, he he was definitely in there. Um, but he, how banged up is he? I heard it's not good. I heard his legs are bothering him. Something, something's like I don't know, hamstring or some some stupid thing like that. But if Howard's back healthy, it's okay, you know? Yeah, because I would think that that's going to be, you know, your start. Where, where does you would fit into this? I don't know, you know? I don't know which way, you know, which, who plays over who, I don't know. I know Howard played for Maxwell a lot, you know, so I don't know. So you know, Sometimes they use, so you know, that nickel package, they use, what, they use four of them back there sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You could certainly get out of this at, at a time, you know. But um, yeah, maybe he did. maybe it was like a game time thing. Maybe I'm thinking of something else because then uh, you know if uh, if he's that injured, I didn't realize he was that injured. Yeah, I mean, something's wrong with him. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? No, no. You know what? You know you're right because number twenty five, that Abdul, right? Twenty five, I think is a, I think is Howard. I think oh, Abdul guy is twenty four. Okay, well, I saw him in there too. I think. Yes, he was back there a lot. Caduceus was in there a lot. Yeah, for, for Maxwell's forty-one. I don't think Maxwell yeah. played. No, I think you're right. Now that you say that, I think you're right. Yeah. Didn't Abdul actually have a sack? I think he actually had a sack. Yeah, yeah, he's had that blindside sack we never saw it coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I so you know, it's time there, and maybe that secondary, the young secondary, is getting healthy again, and maybe that's going to start to click. You know. Yeah. Well, either okay. way, that's you know. That hit that Seward Wake put on Patty wow. was insane. I watched that over yeah. and over again, and boy, I mean, it's a broken ribs type hit. Did you get any injury update on him? Well, they gave him a CAT scan, supposedly, yesterday. I haven't heard anything. I mean, that that was vicious. That was just vicious. Unclean, but vicious. Ooh. I mean, they basically snapped him in half. Yeah. Yeah. To the ribs. I mean, it just, woo. Boy, I don't feel for him. I mean, I feel for him, you know. I can just imagine what that feels like. Woo. Yeah, they were, they were worried about internal bleeding, I think. You know, so they gave him a CAT scan that night. I don't know. They should have, he, should, he had a press conference. They should have had him in the hospital right away. I mean, you got to be careful right. with that stuff. That, that's ridiculous, you know. Jason Taylor had that one time, I heard, and it was like he was like an hour away from death. Did you ever hear well, that, that was the ankle. That was with his ankle. Ankle or hip? Ankle? Ankle. Yeah. What, what happened? Something, something happened. We twisted. They just thought it was a twisted ankle or something, and they sent him home, and he called up the trainer in the middle of the night, and they, yeah. the trainer goes, don't even meet me in the emergency room. And he got to the emergency room, and they said if you waited another hour, he would have to have his leg amputated. Yeah, what was it, a blood clot or something? A blood, a blood, broken blood vessel, and it was just like spilling into the ankle or something like that. Ooh. But they totally screwed it up. Like he sh- he should have went to the hospital right away. Wow. The trainer actually saved him by telling him to go to the emergency room. But he woke up in the middle of the night in agony. He said, "Crazy, that's absolutely yeah. crazy." Yeah, it's a violent game. People don't realize how violent it really is. 
hey, tell me we didn't uh, we didn't catch a break where they didn't keep bowls on as a head coach, huh? When they what? When they didn't keep bowls on as their head coach when we was our interim head coach. They let oh. him go. Well, and you you really attribute all the Jets' lows to top bowls, so I mean, what else can a you lot do? of it? Look, look, there's a lot of issues on that team, but his batterisms, he is over his head there. He has no idea what's going on. He's not a head coach. You can't have that dopey look on your face and be a head coach all the time with that dopey smirk he's got all the time. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I think there's a lot of coaches that would have this problem. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, Fitzpatrick didn't. It's not Fitzpatrick this year. He had Fitzpatrick <laughs> magic last year. That disappeared. He's back to being Fitzpatrick. So they have, well, they have no quarterback to start off. It is know? what it is. Yeah, I got you. You know, hey, they wanted but Fitzpatrick I back. With, I agree with what you're saying. He doesn't look like, you know, he reminds me of Philbin is what he reminds me of, to be quite honest with you. Well, it's even worse, though, because no, his excuses are pretty it's bad. It's not worse. It's not worse. Philbin was uh, atrocious. Philbin was terrible. There's no question. But this this guy, I mean, his excuses, his mannerisms, the team does whatever it wants. I mean, they don't listen to him at all. Did you see that Snapchat thing with Richardson before the game? No, I didn't see it. Oh, my goodness. I, didn't see it, but I can't I, repeat I it because it's, it's so vulgar. It just shows you how he has no control over this team. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just I remember what the – Basically, I mean, without, without the swearing part, he doesn't care about pregame. He doesn't care about the damn game. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's the rated G version of what he said. Yeah. Wow. In, in the locker room before the game started. Yeah, that's bad. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I just remember that's supposed that. to be one of the stars. The tail end of that Philbin era was ugly. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, with that that clueless look on his face, like the lights just got turned on yeah. and he didn't know where he was. I mean, it, just, it was rough, man. Hey, you know me, man. When the Jets are horrible, I feel that the earth is back on its axis. You know, yeah, I mean, the earth's in the right orbit again. You know, so when the Jets are good. There's like a tilt in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the magnetic yeah. force on, and the gravity yeah. isn't the same. You know. Yeah, uh, I agree. So you gotta be excited with where we are. I mean, you excited for this week? It's another Saturday game. Yeah, of course I'm excited about it. It's the you know, it's basically like we have another playoff game this week. You know. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, look, I, we've been to, you know, a ton of Jet Dolphin games, right? I mean, basically, yeah. I've, been to every, I've been to everyone since 84, okay? Yeah. And I've never heard a Let's Go Dolphin chant as loud as it was on Saturday yeah, we night. Took over the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> the stadium was taken over. Uh, and you can see the Jet fans around us getting aggravated about it, too. It was fantastic. Oh, for sure. It was yeah. taken over. I've never seen it like that either. I mean, that yep. stadium was completely taken over by Dolphin fans. It was great to see that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, let's continue on the roll. Up to Buffalo, you know, with, with real chance to get a playoff win for the victory up there. So, we'll see how it shakes out. That's our show for this evening. We'll see everybody next Headed out to my big two-wheeler. I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl we had. 
looking at the same thing. 